All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the inaugural episode of Oak Radio. I'm your host, Andrew Kiefer, and I'm joined today with some very special guests, the two owners, founders, creators, lead people in charge, Admin Heather Lane. <laughs> creators. <laughs> I mean, you, you've created a lot here, right? I have. <laughs> here it is. So, guys, how are you doing today? Good. Good. Yeah. I'm a little sleepy, I'll be honest. I'm a little... <laughs> well, late night for you. A little you. tired. Adam, it's 9.15. I know. <laughs> you can't be tired. That's the bad part. So, Adam had the idea, you know, end of last year. He's like, hey, I want to start a podcast. What do I need? So, he asked me. I gave him some ideas. And he went full bore. Bought everything. We don't mess around. You know. Roadcaster Pro. Nice setup. Nice. He's like, I want headsets. I don't want to have to deal with microphones and stuff. So, got this great setup. He's like, oh, man, this is great. I got this, you know, one for our youth side. I want an adult side one. Andrew, run this. And I'm like, okay, I guess I don't have a face for the vlog or social media. (laughs) You have the face for radio, though. (laughs) Thanks. There you go. So, you know, just talk about a few things. You know, know, I figured best if we're going to kick this off with the people behind Oak Strength. So let's talk about a little bit about what Oak Strength is and how you guys got it started. Go with that, Hen. All right. Well, um, our background is in teaching. Uh, We're both middle school teachers by trade, math and science. And when you teach, there's coaching opportunities. So there was a lot of coaching going on. Um, I don't know, probably 20 plus years between the two of us. Uh, Middle school cross country, High school cross country, middle school track, high school track, high school basketball. Did I miss anything? Oh, that was everything. <laughs> Mostly track and cross country. Um, and we were going about this, and at the time we were both coaching high school, um, high school girls, and we had an athlete that just seemed to be bomb proof. Um, never got injured, was like a four sport athlete, and while her peers were getting labrum tears and rolled ankles and, you know, other kinds of things. Like she was just a rock um, and a phenomenal athlete. And we found out she was doing um, some CrossFit stuff, um, some different kind of training than what we were doing in, um, in track. And so we started incorporating a lot of those movements and falling in love with them and kind of figuring out the science behind them and how they were benefiting kids. And, um, at about the same time, we um, had our first kid, and so therefore the family life was kind of taking over, and we didn't want to teach by day and have all of our evenings taken up. <laughs> yeah. um, so we were kind of thinking possibly getting out of the the school coaching, um, and <laughs> oddly enough, I was nursing one night, and I would often read my Bible uh, while doing that in the early wee mornings. And I came across just this uh, Oaks of Righteousness verse um, that we were planting for the splendor of the Lord. And um, also, God kind of told me, you should start a gym. (laughs) And this is... It'll be fun, he said. (laughs) It'll be fun. And it was very surprising that this message came to me because I am not the risk taker. I am play it conservative, like let's not make a move on anything. And so I brought the idea up to Adam and and we just, we started looking for places and we found something up in Roscoe and um, 
it was like a one stall unit out of a four stall garage and we had really no idea what we were doing but we outfitted it and we ran classes after we taught and on the weekends and then it's grown to where we are today and we had had our kid right along with us from the very beginning so really i mean our rationale was we saw how well these philosophies were working with athletes we wanted to impact a bigger population um, and make something of our own. So, you know, now we can reach the old and the young and the athlete and the regular, you know, stay at home mom or, you know, the blue collar, white collar, anybody, you know, and give them a life of fitness where they, they too could be somewhat bomb proof. Yeah. And that's more and more important, more and more important as we're in this pandemic, pandemic and everything yeah. else. <laughs> Oh. There it is. So, man, so was it, we're going on eight years in September? Yep. So Happy what, birthday. So what's your, what's the biggest change you've seen from, you know, 2012 to 2020 within your gym? So, and, and Heather mentioned earlier that we did, we did start off as, and, and really my thank you, and we'll sh shout out here, Bailey Murphy was the athlete that, that Heather's referring to, who was a pole vaulter who ended up, um, uh, running and jumping at, at Duke, um, and it was her mom, Dawn, shout out to Dawn, um, her little thank you present for me, for, for coaching Bailey, um, was, because uh, her husband was, or is one of the owners at, at CrossFit Rockford, was a free summer of training, and I, I trained there that, that summer, and really, really enjoyed it, and you know, at the end of the summer, I'm like, well, I, I should probably give you money for this. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, we trained through the fall and then through the winter. And then, then in that winter, we had, you know, Reed was born. And then th that's where I stopped because we had a baby. Um, but it was, we, we had a lot of the, the, the skills that, that it took which to talk and communicate and lead, you know, through all everything that it was teaching. Yeah. And and we, we started with the, the CrossFit name, the CrossFit platform, um, with a lot of the CrossFit methodology stuff, which was really cool and jiggy at the time and um some of it's still cool and jiggy now um we have i think the biggest change that that, that we've made that we've pivoted through because we, we we enjoy the crossfit methodology stuff we like you know squatting to to depth and you know quality you know quality movement patterns and stuff like that but there's there's a line sometimes between um high intensity and and poor movement patterns and uh, you know, people getting hurt and smart progressions versus randomness, and um, you know, we've 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 since kind of kind of broken our our ties with CrossFit, and um, we, we've kind of built our own brand of Oak Strength, and you know, nothing against CrossFit, yay yay for them, and <clears throat> we still will squat and thruster and you know, clean and whatever, but um, it's just our own progression for our athletes, and I think I think that's the thing that that, that people kind of you know, there's never just one program that works for everybody under the sun. It's, you know, you have to be very specific with, with people depending on where they are in their life and how fit they are, how long they've been training. There's so many variables that, that people overlook. And uh, just to put the stamp like, hey, this is the best thing ever. Um, so that's, I think that's been the big, really cool, empowering thing for us that Oak Strength has really turned into, you know, our brand and, and, and who we are and, and what we believe and what we stand behind. And, and it's been it's been awesome. And to re rewind here, and th again, thanks to 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 Don Colson and 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 Dan for really being that 
the driver to get us into this because it's it's been awesome. And they're on the other side of town, and they're they're still doing great with with their gym. And um, yeah, so here we are. Yeah, I think it's really gone from like one idea to how can we meet <coughs> people's needs where they're at, and very you know CrossFit's very scalable, and we still use those kinds of ideas, but even more so making it available and safe for anybody who walks in our doors yeah. you know whether it's you know our eight-year-old out there doing youth performance he's safe and still building strength or my 77 year old father coming in and doing our grade tennis class where his movements are very very different but it's safe and at his level so and any gamut in between whether it's you're looking for performance or just regular general fitness yeah i think that's our biggest difference between where we started and where we are now is that the 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 amount of ability that we have in which to meet people where they are versus just be like this is the movement you just do it yeah. suck it up buttercup <laughs> pain is temporary pride is forever like come on now um <laughs> yeah i was gonna say I've seen, <clears throat> I've seen like i've been in well you know a member of I think I would call this number gym number four. I've dropped into a, <laughs> a, a bunch of gyms. Uh, like my sister's been doing CrossFit for or for longer than me, so seven and a half years now. And the big thing is like people are like, oh, it's super scalable, but the people get into this idea of like, well, you still have to fit this kind of mold. Like mm-hmm. you, you've got to meet us versus us as the gym meet the client and it just doesn't it there's a little bit of a disconnect and here yeah. i have found like at oak strength we have something that fits everyone whether it's yeah. that that kid playing baseball or that mom who like just needs to get back into shape or you know the elderly or someone with some kind of you know pre-existing injury that hey we, we have a way to work around that and yeah. we have something that's broad and inclusive between our two adult programs and it's yeah. like it's pretty cool to see yeah and that everybody can be doing that beside each other at the same time. Well, you know, like nobody's six feet apart now. Well, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's not like anybody's excluded because of their lack of ability or too much ability. It's everybody works out beside each other and encourages each other at their level. Like it's such an inclusive thing. Yeah. So let's go way back now let's talk about your guys's uh little endeavors into athletics so if you know you talk <laughs> about being teachers being coaches of sports yeah. you had to have played a sport or done something of those regards mm-hmm. so what 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 got you into athletics what I- what was your sport Heather um, was a, de- a decorated high jumper <laughs> i did high jump um i was decorated <laughs> as I mean, even as a little kid, I remember our my, my sister and I, my parents exposed us to so many different things. Man, like I tried ballet and tennis and a volleyball camp and softball and swimming and baton twirling at one point. <laughs> and, you know, just they that really explained your eye hand <laughs> coordination is so on point. It's so awful. <laughs> um, I I chose the path of uh not ball sports because of <laughs> the lack of hand-eye coordination. Um, but I, um, we took a lot of swim lessons. Um, I was never on a swim team, but really enjoyed that. We had a pool at home, so um, just a lot of swimming as a kid. Um, but track was really my passion, and not so much the running side that most people think. Um, I probably spent most of my high school years 
negotiating with my coaches <laughs> about yeah. running. Um, but high jump was my thing. Um, I loved it. Um, I did it even in our field days in elementary school. Um, I would, I would win those little field day contests mm-hmm. and get my little yeah. ribbons. Um, Decorated. I said it. <laughs> and then I stick by it. And then did it all the way into high school and um, made it downstate my junior year. Um, and there are phenomenal athletes down there. Um, and really organized sports. That was about it. Um, when I got into college, it was more just on my own. I got into lifting and no real training, but I go down in the weight room and pound out stuff and I go walking. And, um, then when I started teaching, Adam was coaching middle school cross country and he got the opportunity to move up to high school cross country, but he didn't want to just give the cross country job at the middle school to anybody. So he's like, will you coach cross country? I'm like, Adam, I don't like to run. <laughs> like, this is going to be really like an oxymoron. Like, here's your coach. Hey, go run. It's fun. I don't do this. Um, so I actually started trying to run because I'm like, I have to lead by example. I have to go out there and do this. These kids, like I'm having to negotiate that. Yeah, you can do the warm up. It's just one lap, <laughs> you know? And um, so I actually, I became a runner, you know, after all these years, my high school coaches are probably just throwing a fit. But um, yeah, so I started running and we got to the point where, you know, we would go run little 5Ks, 10Ks. I made it all the way to a half marathon, and I Good. swore I would never do that again. The training yeah. just sucked. <laughs> it, just, it just takes up so much time. Well, it does, but it just wasn't fun. We'd go out on this two-mile wooded loop, and we'd run in opposite directions, so we'd see each other more often. And I remember I had to go run 11 miles one day, and... I got to like mile eight and I stopped in the middle of this loop and just started crying and pouting like a toddler. This is not fun. I don't like this. Um, but I, I, I yeah, did that. fun to be around. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, that was too much for me, too far. Um, the race was fun. I, I get it. I, I have one half marathon under my belt, but that was about it. So, you know, I ran with cross country and um, Adam was into triathlons. He had done that for a long time, um, with the influence of one of his middle school teachers. So he, he asked me to try a triathlon. So I probably, I've done what, maybe four, five short ones. Yeah. Yeah. Sprint triathlons. So (laughs) that was, you know, my love of swimming. And then I just had to get on the bike again. And that, that has so many stories with it too. (laughs) Eye hand coordination, (laughs) balance on two wheels. Um, There's a few different things Heather struggles with. (laughs) And then the running again. So, you know, triathlons are really, really fun. I I would love to continue doing those. Just the time spent training is really hard. And now we have two kids and a gym and I work full time. And, um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of my, my athletic background. And now I do this and I, I love it. Um, just the lifting and the the cardio and the strength and flexibility and all that. So I am, um, I, I think, I think my passion through this comes, um, this is such a corny story, but, um, well, seventh, eighth grade, I started on the football team. It was a big deal. Like I was proud, proud of myself and seventh, you know, big deal. Um, I think we were 13 and two over those two years. Um, and then freshman year, everybody grew and I did not. And, um, I sat the bench and, it was really embarrassing for me to 
just be just standing on the sideline when my parents would come to games and they, you know they you know insanely supportive and then I'd only run out on the field if it was like kick return time and it was just gosh and I hated kick return as a it's a terrible thing just run backwards and turn around and let guys run at you full speed and try not to concuss you um <laughs> and so after my freshman year I'm like this is nonsense I I, I want to play and I I I I trained hard and I lifted hard and we had no idea what we were doing. We were a bigger, faster, stronger program back in the nineties. Um, and God love our coaches, but they didn't, they didn't really, you know, th there wasn't the technology and internet and YouTube and, and stuff like that. They were football coaches. They weren't strength coaches. So it was, um, I, 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 I got bigger and, and, and faster and stronger, you know, and, and grew a little bit and then st started my sophomore year, but then actually broke my back, um, in game seven against Plainfield. Um, and and that was fun. So uh, coming back from that injury um, and and the strength that I, I I had to build through that, um, I, I think I found health and I found fitness and uh, performance. And uh, I never wanted to be hurt again. And th that I think is that that's the love of why I want to. I really enjoy coaching the the youth side of things, which is really the other half of the business. Which, let's be clear, is a total different, totally different podcast. Um, <laughs> but the uh, and the adult side of things. Now that we're, you know, well, I mean, heck, we we started the gym while we were parents. Um, you know, and 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 fast forward from you know, football to once I was done with football and you know, picked up running, and then when I got to Iowa State. You know, the, the Iowa State pool was directly across from my dorm. I started swimming. Um, I had a buddy that was a uh, high school buddy, that Zach Robison, who went to Denver University and swam Division One for them. And um, we came back from Christmas break. He taught me some swim stuff, and and anybody can ride a bike, mostly, Heather. <laughs> and um, got on the bike thing, and actually my old um, eighth-grade social studies teacher, Mark Manabach, uh, was a big triathlete, and... Um, and still living in Sigmore at the time, and you know we we'd meet up and ride and train and swim and um, yeah, he really kind of mentored me through the through the whole thing. It was really 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 fun. He's still training to this day. <laughs> um, he's retired from teaching. He's early sixties, I gotta say, and he's one. He's, he's the one of the fittest, fittest guys yeah. I've seen. Yeah, and he he loves he loves the bike. He loves the water. He's not a big run fan, um, but he just, yeah, he was. It was just fun for, I think it was fun for him to kind of like pass down this, this, you know, this knowledge of, of triathlon because it gets very, you know, intricate at times, especially at the, when you get, at a at a pretty decent level. And I think that's the only reason why I was good at triathlon because I'm not really good at one thing, but you put you mix three different things together, and surprisingly, I I I do pretty well. Um, and and that was that was a lot of fun. And and really now where we are at this point, you know, just to be able to, to, to stay healthy, you know, for, for each other, for our kids, um, during times of pandemic and, and stuff like that. I, I think that's, that, that's why I love the, the adult side of our, our program so much because like, it's, it, it's so important. Like these, these, I, I don't say people have to stay healthy, but basically people, they have to stay healthy. They need to stay healthy. Like you, it's you, your best you, defense. Yeah, you, you, you know, you have kids or responsibility or a job. You have somebody counting on you, you know, through the many people counting on you probably through the day, and and if you know something happens, you're not there. Like it's it's a big deal, and I feel that pressure, um, and I I, th I think that's part of the motivation. Not saying that we're a hundred percent perfect eating clean, neat, paleo 24-7, and, you know, we, we never miss a workout day and stuff like that. But, like, 
you know, just a overall healthy lifestyle of consistent. Of, yeah, staying active and being outside and you know, walking the dog and and lifting some weights and having fun and doing some jujitsu and you know, just I I think it's such a big deal in today's day and age for for adults to really you know take control of their own health and and fitness and wellness because no one else is going to do it for you. So. Yeah, you know. you've got to do the work, and like in, like you said, it's like when it becomes part of your lifestyle, it's like it doesn't have to be you know that super hard workout every day or running yeah. a half marathon every weekend. It's just but you do yeah. something like even if it's just go for a thirty minute walk, at, yeah. you know, on your off days, yeah. it it makes a difference, and you know, <laughs> it does. there's there's maintenance to yeah. be yeah. done. You know, <laughs> you don't have to push it all the time, but you need to be consistent. Yeah. I remember one of the triathlon workouts I did. It was a it was a brick workout. So I did a. Let me see if I remember this correctly. I I ran six. Nope, ran five. That's what it was. It was five twenty five. Ran five. Got right home from the bike from the run. Threw threw on my bike, shoes and shirt and helmet. Went for a twenty five mile bike. Got back. Did that three more times. So I ended it and then sorry ended up with one more run. So I ran twenty miles on the day, seventy five miles on the bike. <laughs> Took me a good, that was a good chunk of time. Five hours or so. No, had to be more than that. Six hours or so. I had time. That but was like, your Ironman training. Yeah. I mean, that was, and stuff like that is, I, I think, not, it's not necessary. Like, it was fun. And when I was 24, it was. It was fun. It was really fun. I really enjoyed it. It sounds terrible. I didn't, being, I didn't see him that being summer. Being out <laughs> in the middle of, of nowhere by yourself and we, with your thoughts, like, we didn't, I don't even know if I had a cell phone at the time. Like, it was, <laughs> so it was you flat tire, you got to fix your own flat tire, you know, or it was, it was, I don't know. It sounds like a it great was. way to die in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. Find the I back, w- back roads. <laughs> I was young. Yeah. But no, sorry, point being is that, you, like, it, it, it's not that that's, it was fun. It was enjoyable. It It's not what everybody, it's not what people need all the time. Like, it just, you, you just need to stay moving and stay active and, and have healthy movement and, and feel good and eat relatively healthy the majority of the time. Be consistent and, and you know, not be dumb. Yeah, you got to enjoy the cake once yes. there. Just don't yes. eat cake every eat day. Eat cake. It's <laughs> 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 my motto. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. So, believe it's cheesecake. <laughs> Which is a cake and not a pie. <laughs> another podcast. But that is a, another story that I'm not ready to get into. I have many heated emotions <laughs> about it. But so like, you know. But to plant the seed for future podcast listeners. <laughs> oh, oh, I know who I'm talking Cheesecake. to. Cheesecake. Pie or cake. Discuss. <laughs> I know who I'm talking with about it. They're not ready for it, but they better be. So, like, going forward, let's talk about, you know, ignoring the pandemic because eventually as a society, as a globe, we'll get past it. But, like, what's the future of Oak Strength? Where are we going? Where do you – what do you – what's your grand scheme of things? Are you ready to, like, reveal anything to the public? We we, we, we want to make – I have this attribute that doesn't allow me to settle for anything and – on to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, it, like, there's always like, I, I don't know. It, it's really hard, and I don't know if this is a good quality owning a business or it, it's it, this is an entrepreneurial thing or or what? Because this is not how I grew up. Um, it just, but I, I look around the gym and, and you know, hey, how can we how can we change? How can we adapt? How can we how can we improve things? Um, 
and and uh, over the next, yeah, I I, th- I think we're going to have some pretty cool plans over the next you know few months here. Um, hopefully, expanding some things out, giving uh, more room and space for our adult population to to you know work out and train, um, and really kind of adjust the gym here <laughs> to make it a little bit more, you know, uh, I don't know, I, I guess friendly to them. Um, it, it's just funny how, how things change and things adapt. And um, long story short, I, I think what Andrew's getting at, I, I think we're going to expand out the gym a little bit here. Um, nothing's official. <laughs> so maybe we shouldn't be saying this on, on a podcast, but um, it, it, I, th- I think we're good to go. So we're going to kind of be separating out our, our youth from our adults a little bit because sometimes they end up training way too close to each other and you know, sometimes people don't like that. So we're going <laughs> to separate them out. And yeah, to bring you know, balance between yeah. the youth program and the adult program. Yeah. and Which are very different programs. Like our youth different. do not yeah. do what our adults do. Our yeah. adults don't do what our youth does. And, and very, then be very able different. to offer more, like we said, this, you know, at your level kind of opportunities for adults. You know, not everybody's ready to, you know, clean and jerk and, you know, do bar muscle ups and, and, things of that nature that are very scary. So we now have this roots program that we want to provide more space for as well, which is more of a, an easier transition with varied levels for people to come on and just get fit and then possibly stay there, possibly move to something more challenging once they get the basics and they move well and they're safe. Um, But just continuing to, you know, when we moved to this new space, it's all one length. There's no separation. And so to do everything that we're wanting to do in the one space is difficult. So that build out yeah. would create separation for youth and adults and then ultimately allow us to build up both sides yeah. um, and offer more opportunities. Um, yeah. Yeah. More space. Yeah. I just think at the end of the day, our, our goal is to offer the best product that we that we possibly can. We want to meet the needs of every single person that walks through the door. And and what every single whatever entrepreneurial person says, Oh, you can't you can't be everything for everybody. You know, you're not gonna be the mm-hmm. best fit for and they are not wrong. Um, but if <laughs> people are looking if, if if the average adult um, who probably doesn't have six hours a day to work out they have a job. They're 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 busy. They may or may not have kids. They may or may not have dogs. They, <laughs> you know, they need some type of strength training with some type of conditioning work. Um, I, I I think we're a good fit for for. I I want to be a good good fit for that that type of that type of person that just understands that that health and fitness need to be a priority in their life and, you know, take the their own life and their own bull by the horns. And even the fact that, you know, we are a family gym. So, you know, there's lots of kids and parents that come and train at the same time. Or, you know, their college kids are home for the summer. They need something Mm -hmm. to do. They come in. So it's it's a nice family atmosphere where it doesn't have to be mom and dad just getting away, unless that's what they want. And we have plenty of that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, where they truly can be that example and have an opportunity to put their kids in that same atmosphere as well. So, Awesome. Well, I have one more question, but before we get there, I just want to thank you guys <laughs> giving me the opportunity to be part of this, this podcast endeavor, part of the coaching staff. Like I truly enjoy coming into work anytime, whatever day or night I'm here. It's a fun environment. The people are 
the reason I keep coming back, both on mm -hmm. the member side as well as the staff side. So I want to thank you for that. You're very welcome. We we need yeah, to have like a podcast you. about how we found you, Andrew. That, oh that, yeah, that, that is a cool story. I think is that a different show? That might uh, be a different show. We can take two minutes okay. here. So funny thing. <laughs> so like uh we're located here in the Rockford area, and I'm not from the Rockford area. I wasn't even living here when I met Adam. So I used to live in Portland, Oregon. And then uh one summer, June of twenty eighteen, Adam and I are in Austin, Texas for a power athlete block one weekend. And uh, we hang out. We're living in. We're staying in the same house all weekend. Yeah. After the event, we go get some beers and tacos. We're just talking about, you know, he's showing off the new gym they had moved into with the blue turf and like <laughs> it looked. It looked really cool. With the, few, the few photos I saw, it was, it was pretty cool. And then, little did I know, you know, a couple months later, I got a job interview in like less than ten minutes from the gym. Yeah. I text Adam like, hey. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be in uh, the area for a job interview. I'm going to come to the gym. He's like, I won't, I'm out. I won't be there, but go ahead. And then I wasn't, I wasn't there. No, I'm a terrible person. Where was I? Well, I came in at 6 a.m. Oh yeah. I was oh. not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but we have dedicated morning coaches for that. <laughs> yeah. But my photo did make social media before I was even part of the gym. Gosh, such a big mm, deal. Nice. My double unders were on point. That's <laughs> but, with, a, with a face like that. But yeah. <laughs> But then, you know, I got the job and moved yeah. here and then, you know, joined the gym. And then, I don't know, a couple months later, joined staff and just yeah. been a great yeah. trip. Small world. Yeah. Isn't like, it? Yeah. All my friends are like, oh, you're moving. What are you going to do about the gym? Because, like, I was <laughs> such a big part of the gym and coaching in the past. They're like, oh, I, I know a guy who owns a gym. <laughs> and they're like, how do you know? <laughs> so I'm like, guys, I don't know. Yeah. There's some power somewhere, yeah. some being yeah. controlling this whole, like, game we play. Yeah. and. Yeah. That's how I pick my jobs. Do I know? Do I know a gym guy right there? Okay, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll apply now. And <laughs> nowadays, like I know enough people that I'm like, well, if I if I end up here, I think I know somebody there. So yeah, good. yeah, that network yeah. is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be in this ci uh, this city for you know a conference or yeah. a, a trip. Oh, I know a guy who owns a gym. Okay, cool. <laughs> but you know, wrapping this up, I got one final question. What? the strength mean to you, right? We use this word Oak strength where it's part of your brand. It's part of your business It's part of your identity. What does strength mean to you? I, I think it's an all encompassing thing. So, you know, some people take strength just for like muscle strength, you know, you can lift heavy things and whatnot, but, um, and I can speak even through this pandemic and not being able to come into the gym, like, there's social strength, <laughs> there's emotional strength, there's like this, like you need people beside you to keep you mentally tough, to like keep your determination and your motivation up. Um, and we, a lot of our members here kind of discovered that like without being here surrounded by people, like that level of motivation and dedication and to take time for yourself, like, diminished during the pandemic. So I, I really feel like strength is, yes, we want to make our bodies strong, but at the same time, like this is a stress relief and it makes us stronger to go back to our jobs. You know, <laughs> I teach and we have like our 4 p.m. classes, all the teachers in the area. And, you know, we may come invent a little bit, but it's, <laughs> you know, may come invent. <laughs> but it's, it's necessary. Like without it, I think we would be carrying undue stress on our bodies. And then that's 
just as bad as eating poorly or not sleeping and, you know, not exercising. So like, I, I think strength is like this overarching, all encompassing kind of idea, like to make you the strongest version of you to get through whatever is coming about, whether it's increasing your immunity for a pandemic, whether it's increasing your psychological strengths so that you don't get depressed and overwhelmed by things. So like it's, it's everything. And I think exercise and just being in this community is, is building everybody's strength in like all of those aspects. Yeah. And the only thing I would add is it's very relative is that, Mm -hmm. you know, my I think people get way too caught up in the numbers of, of things, how much weight's on the bar, you know, how big a dumbbells are using or whatever it is. And it's, it, it's totally, you know, relative to you and, and who you are. And, you know, our, one of our original clients, Sally Swanson, who's 61 years old, who's been, you know, eight years of just being consistent um, is not the one picking up the biggest <laughs> dumbbells in the in in no. the gym, but compared to every other sixty one year old woman I know, she is fit as heck and yeah. strong. Um, and and uh, uh, you see that carry into everything that she does, her, mm-hmm. her her running that she does, you know, outside of of the gym and her golf game and just her personality mm-hmm. and 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 everything top to bottom. I, I, don't know, I think it's a very strength, like John Wilborn will say, is the you know foundation of the pyramid. Um, Mark Bell, strength is never a weakness. Weakness is never a strength. You know, I just, th- I think that that is the the, the basis of everything. I, d- yeah. I never, I, I think part of this goes back to my back injury too. I felt weak. It was scary. Like that was, I remember laying on the, on the, on my back on the football field going, what is going on? Why are my toes tangling? Um, and, and that, I don't know, I, I, I hated that feeling. And I'm not the strongest guy in the world. Let's, let's be clear. Um, all that triathlon training, a lot of slow twitchness. So, um, Maybe I'm relatively okay strong, but not not a lot of power, not a lot of explosion. Yeah. But yeah, I, everything Heather said I think is is right on point. It's not just the, the the strength as opposed to the you know the the muscles and the power that you have, but you know strength from you know head to toe. And, and if you look at like you know our our symbol is the oak. <laughs> you know if you're gonna have a a strong growing tree, it has to have a strong foundation. You know, so we pay a lot of attention to posture and position and doing things safely. And if you have a weak tree, it's not going to grow. It's not going to thrive. It's not going to give growth to new branches. And so like just metaphorically speaking, it's like if you don't take care of your strength here in all facets of it and give yourself that firm foundation, you're not going to be strong for your generational impact, your family impact, your community impact. So it's just like this very much like a all-encompassing communal, you know, we want to make people strong here so they can go out and be strong in the community, you know, for their families, for their coworkers, for everything else. So, yeah. Awesome. That was good. Thanks. <laughs> guys, thank that's, you. That's why we asked you on the show. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Check us out, oakstrength.com social media at Oak Strength. And until next time, be happy, be healthy, be strong. Peace.